Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It's Catherine Gordon from the Sugar Freedom Show. Thank you for joining me today. Well, I am delighted today to have my friend and fellow certified turbulence trainer, Maureen Gary, on the show. Uh, Maureen's a great woman. I just was so delighted to really get to know her in San Diego. She will not be ashamed to say that she is over 50. She's 53 years old. And I just I wish you could meet her in person. She's um, a vital, giving, wonderful person who's really discovered a new lease on life, a new lease on fitness, and a new enthusiasm for not just living but for work and also for writing. So we get to talk to Maureen today, and we get to learn about her fitness journey, and uh, I am hoping to learn some new things about living your best life after 40, after 50, and beyond. So let me please welcome Maureen Gary. Hey, Maureen, welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's great to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and to all of your subscribers. It's just a wonderful uh, opportunity you've given me here. Well, and we are, you know, we we know each other and we're personal friends. And one of the things that I love about having the opportunity to talk to uh, other other women is when I was going through my uh, my fat loss journey, starting really in 2008, I was really looking for stories of other other women like me, maybe not exactly like me, but other women who living in modern society, uh, raising families, running businesses, how in the world are we all bringing it together so that we can be healthy and happy and vital and, and have fun after 40 and 50 and 60 and beyond. So one of the ways that, that I like to get started is I'd love to hear you tell us a little bit about your, your story and how you got interested in health and fitness. Well, my story started a very long time ago because uh, I grew up as a chubby child. You know, my mother, bless her heart, always called me pleasantly plump. But, you know, I was I was a chubby little roly-poly kid. And um, I grew up that way until I hit high school. And the pain of it, I just, I finally one day I said, I'm just so done with this. I kept watching that scale go up and I said, I am not watching it go up one more pound Um, That was between my freshman and sophomore year, and I just started doing everything I knew how at the time, which was, you know, drastically cut calories and start exercising like a maniac. So I did that, and I successfully lost 30 pounds between um, those two years of high school, just over the summer. And wow, was that an amazing difference in the social life, (laughs) in how everything was in the rest of my high school years. I mean, it just turned things around. So I became very aware of the power of what people, uh, how people will treat you and what your life will change into, all because of a mere 30 pounds. You know, that's just, it's an incredible statement about our society. But, you know, beyond that, I didn't know how to lose weight healthfully. I mean, my hair fell out. I had very thick, long hair, and I just had gobs of hair. Every shower I took, my, my hair would clog the drain. I got anemic. I had to go, you know, to the doctor, and he said, you need iron pills. So I had iron pills. I just, I was so tired all the time. It was like life was not the way it should be if you look vital and you, you know, you exercise and you supposedly are eating healthfully. So I knew something was not quite right. I knew I needed to figure this out and, 
And that's why in college I chose an athletic training degree because that is all focused on how do you get uh, the most out of a body? You know, how do you treat it the best to get the most performance out of it? And that's where I learned more about exercise and nutrition and how we optimize our, our physical health. Well, of course, being 53, that was a very, very long time ago, and we really didn't know what we know today. So I sort of went on that old knowledge um, for the rest of my years, and I actually went out of fitness for a while. I got into athletic, I'm sorry, out of athletic training into medical device research. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's sitting behind a desk. <laughs> I sat behind a desk for a very long time. And those pounds kept creeping on a little bit year after year until finally, just last year, I came sort of to that same point again. You know, I was watching that scale creep up, and I said, there's got to be something I can do about this. But my mind had told me from, you know, my decades ago education, you need to cut the calories down and you need to do this long, slow cardio. You need to, you know, the fat has to come down. Everything we've been told. And I discovered through turbulence training and, and Craig and all of the people in the forum, that's not modern exercise and fat loss science. You know, what is modern is what you and I now know, which is it's way more about the fat and the uh, the dietary fats and the dietary carbs and very short, higher intensity exercise. And it's a whole new way of looking at um, how how you get the most out of your body. How do you get that lean body in very little time relative to what we used to think it took? So now I'm just so excited about it. Go ahead. Well, I, this is uh, your story is absolutely fascinating, and what's really interesting about your story is, is how much we are beginning to hear this. And I want to I want to rewind just a little bit to that um, initial transformation that you had when you were when you were a young teenager. Now, what I tend to hear sometimes is that there were things that worked when you realized, you know, when you were when you were a youth. That, that actually worked for you, you were able to get away with them that we're not able to get away with anymore. W- would you agree with me that there were things that you did between your freshman and sophomore year in high school that you can't do anymore? And, and what, what are those things? Oh, you are so right. Um, look at a high schooler's body versus a, a post-50-year-old woman's body. I cannot run like I used to. I used to run every day. Um, I actually injured myself. I had foot surgery I can't run anymore. And so that's completely out of the equation. I need to do things that are not running, that are not endurance type, you know, hike, run these long pounding things, Mm -hmm. which I thought that was a necessary component. I thought you had to be on your feet and moving for at least an hour, an hour and a half every day. And that was really daunting. No, that doesn't work for me anymore. I don't know about all the listeners, but I imagine there are a lot of people who've had old injuries doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it was from high school, college, whatever. Maybe you got in a car accident. But our bodies get injured over the decades, and they're just not as forgiving as they used to be. Well, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Maureen, because in, in my work, and I suspect that we you know, have, have the privilege of working with and serving women who, who are our, our age and older and some who are younger, but this is exactly what I'm seeing is that not even they don't have the time to do the endurance exercise anymore, but they really don't, 
they're not in a place physically where that's going to work anymore. They can no longer, they might be able to get on a treadmill and walk, but they certainly can't get on a treadmill and, you know, pound out 10 miles and grind those calories off. So what are you seeing women like us do instead that's working? It's all about the intensity, very short and very focused. You know, it's amazing what you can do without impact. I don't do impact anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can do heavier loads on your muscles and do them for short periods of time, you'll get tremendous results. So I made that transformation with Craig, with the Mm -hmm. uh, turbulence training, all with body weight. I never had a dumbbell. I never had any kind of thing that was outside of my own body. Oh, Maureen, I'm I'm so grateful to hear you say this because I – I, I run into new people every day that they, they just can't believe it. They can't believe that you can transform the body w- without pain and without the risk of breaking it down. So let me go back. You are literally saying that you transformed your, your, weight with, with bo- your, your body with body weight exercise. This is true. This is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. It was the home workout revolution. It was all about mm-hmm. body weight. Well, and what is what, the other thing that's fascinating to me is that if you if you have great form and you have focus and you have intensity, you don't need a whole lot of equipment. You can actually get the job done. Would you say that that's correct? Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, th- this is really wonderful, and it's so exciting because uh, I actually, you know, have had the arguments before about, you know, which is more important, nutrition and exercise. And, you know, generally the party line, and I, I have to agree now, is that really when it comes to fat loss, so much of it, nutrition is what is so important. But what I have found is that if you find that form of training that is effective and feels good and doesn't hurt you or injure you, that it can inspire you toward better eating. But let's talk about, I really want to turn to, and if you don't mind, let's go ahead and turn those pages back to once again when you were a young teen and you went through that initial transformation. Were there things that you were doing nutrition-wise that worked then that don't work anymore? Well, I think I made, I made good choices and I made poor choices back then. Uh, the good choices were I just ate so many vegetables, I completely mm-hmm. filled up on vegetables. And, and the reason why is I was driven by calories, so it wasn't for um, entirely the right reasons, but, you know, calories do count, but the vegetables, they didn't have enough of the nutrition that I needed in terms of protein and of good fat. So there was a good choice in lots and lots of vegetables. There were poor choices in that I forgot to eat all those meats. I forgot to eat, you know, avocados and nuts and things that were mm. good beneficial fat. That's what led to all of the problems, you know, hair falling out and anemia and lack of energy, that kind of thing. So, I agree. Nutrition is key. That's what I've learned so much about now is how you can build using focus on the right kinds of of foods, you know, the right proteins, the right fats, and, of course, lots and lots of vegetables. I still stand behind that, lots and lots of vegetables, because we need to fill our stomachs. We want to feel satisfied, you know. I hate eating like a bird. I've never been able to eat like a bird. (laughs) And I don't think women can have to. We're similar. I like, you know, I like to eat big. And if I want to eat big, that that's going to mean vegetables. Uh-huh. 
And that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that that's all on my plate. You know, I love the, the high, high-quality proteins, and I love the high-quality fats. And uh, I, I don't know about you, I am, I am careful with my fruit. I do eat fruit, but I, you know, I choose the lower-sugar fruits, and I tend to have them uh, more in the morning, or I tend to have them around, around my workouts. I mean, would you agree the same thing with fruit? How do you feel about that? I love fruit, but I don't eat it recklessly. You know, I mm-hmm. used to just sit down with a big old bowl of watermelon, and now I don't <laughs> um, because I realize the amount of sugar that's in fruit. Mm-hmm. It's good food. It's nice fresh food. It's lots of nutrition, but it needs to be um, in a moderate portion. It's not a go all out like a vegetable, like a low low um, carbohydrate density vegetable is. I, you know, I have found that when it does come to those above-ground vegetables, the green leafies, all the bright-colored vegetables, that really is about the only thing that I look at that I'm kind of like, you know, anything goes. Although I do have to say on some of the very healthy fats, like your organic coconut oil and things like that, um, I do feel like I don't necessarily have to weigh and measure it. I feel like I can use it until I'm satisfied. I mean, would you agree that the way you're eating now is is getting you satisfied and it's keeping you happy? Oh, completely. Yeah, I really love it. And, and for example, you know, I can just share with you what I just had for breakfast. I mean, I'm a little time-wise, I'm different piece. I just finished my breakfast. Um, But I have a shake virtually every morning that has all the major components that I want to cover. Mm -hmm. And one of those components, believe it or not, is the green leafy vegetables. (laughs) <laughs> this morning I even tried a new one. I had collards in my vegetable <laughs> as my vegetable. But yeah, kind of weird. But I had collards. Um, I always use protein powder because it's so easy and convenient. I just love mm-hmm. having the convenience. Um, so I've got protein. I've got vegetables. I throw in some fruit. I have a, a fresh kiwi today, and I had half of a, a banana, which is the local organic. Love them bananas. Mm-hmm. And then I throw in a fat too. So I will either have um, mostly I'll have some chia, flax, and coconut oil. And if so, I don't do the coconut oil, I'll throw in some nuts. This is a really good and, time to ask you this question about um, successfully getting fat into, you're talking about like a smoothie, a shake, right? I think this is a huge smoothie. This so, is a huge smoothie that fills my stomach. So you're literally, so you're literally like putting, like scooping out the co- coconut oil and throwing it in your blender. Is this true? Yeah. I usually, and this, Truthfully, I'll use a tablespoon measure. I'll just grab a tablespoon measure, and I'll take a tablespoon and throw it yep. in the blender. Yeah. Yep. And well, that it, it, this, is great energy. It, this, is, this is wonderful because I think a lot of, I know, you know, here, here in California, and I'm sure, you know, all across the country and the world, there are women who are just waking up to the possibility that they can enjoy fats like, like, like coconut oil um, and or even, coconut butter, which I know some gals are using now, and guys too, and, and that this is something that's available to them. I think I, I would not be surprised if there's a lot of women who are and, and men too who will listen to this call, who will listen to this broadcast and say, okay, how am I supposed to put fat in my smoothie? And I, I think it's very helpful for them to know that, you, yeah, sure, you just take yourself a tablespoon of that good old organic coconut oil and throw it in and you're good to go. And it is so satisfying. It really is. It's very easy energy. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the short chain and the medium chain fatty acids and the coconut. They go straight into your blood like a carb, but they're not processed with insulin like a carb. So you're not spiking your energy and you're not spiking your insulin, but you are getting quick energy. 
and very long-lasting and very satisfying. It's a wonderful food. So, uh, so you're having that in the morning. When are you hungry again? I mean, when 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 is it time to eat again for you? Oh, it's it's a full lunch. You know, it's t- till lunchtime. It's another four or five hours. So you're it not. I, I mean, I, now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Maureen, but I have to say, you know, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, you know, I've met you. You you are lean. You've got muscle definition. Um, so you're not out there eating six meals a day, Maureen. I don't. I don't <laughs> eat six meals a day. <laughs> not that. Not that you, you. You know, if people, if if people, if they're set up that way, that they're that they're more of they want to fuel themselves more times a day. That's fine. But it sounds to me like about how many times a day are you eating? If you don't mind my asking. No, I eat four times a day. Um, I eat breakfast. I eat lunch. I have a snack before dinner. Um, mm-hmm. I usually get hungry around four o'clock, and that's when I'll have nuts and some other mm-hmm. kind of veggie usually. Sometimes I'll have a protein in there, um, some you know a little bit of a meat or maybe a hard-boiled egg, something like that. And then I'll have just a couple hours later I'll have dinner. So it doesn't have to be a very big snack. Enough to get well, me through the afternoon. I get a slump in the afternoon if I you know, I start to get hungry. Right. And so you're you don't want to walk around hungry. So you're gonna you're gonna have have a snack. Now you did mention right. uh, nuts and some vegetables, maybe maybe some protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was on you know we're both on the on the TT forums and you posted something about a bar that you make so um, you like to be in the kitchen and whip things up in the kitchen is that true? I sure do. Although I have to tell you, I cook like a grandma. That's my downfall in trying to get everyone information. <laughs> well, yes, oh, the other day I'm so glad. I did a bar. Maybe, mm. maybe we need to cook like grandma a little bit more. Mm, right. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I know well, I throw things in. Well, let's. You know what? Let's let's go ahead and let's confront that head on. I, I think that what's okay. happened, uh, in in my opinion, and I want your opinion too. What we're seeing, you know, modern men and women, we are so busy, and that can be so stressful. And what I'm seeing is, we've got to find a way to lead this kind of old-fashioned cooking within our modern world. I mean, how how do you how do you handle that? How do you handle living in a world where we're surrounded by quick convenient food, um cooking like a grandma? How do you do that? I make huge quantities of vegetables. I mm-hmm. always have vegetables available to eat in the refrigerator, whether they're cooked or raw. But usually it's a cooked thing because I have two boys, two teenage boys, and I oh, want them do? to eat well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they eat a lot, uh, as you might imagine. You know, you have a teenage boy too. Um, I do. I have a they, I have a thirteen year old, and it can be it can be a. I have to I have to admit, in our household, there, there are three different eating styles. There's my styles. There, there's my husband's styles uh, style, and there's my son's style. You know, we have very busy lives. We have a lot of activities and a lot of work. Um, and it's a challenge for me to bring it all together. But it sounds like you're getting your boys to eat plenty of vegetables. I am. I am. I, I make them available. I make them really accessible. I, there's always something to eat for them. And then, uh, and, and I found that the key for me is very large quantities. You know, like the other day I made a squash soup. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the weight of the squashes were. But it was a huge thing. 
him, and we've had squash soup leftovers there. My son's been eating squash soup leftovers for three days for lunch just because it's the easiest, most convenient thing to grab. Oh, and man. they're home for I just, you, yeah. you know what, this is the point at which I, I really want to start talking talking about this. What I am hearing is that you found some ways to make this wonderful, healthy, lean, energetic food easy to make and easy easy to grab. And this is the point at which I want to say you've actually written a program that, that that's uh, available for, for people. And I think it's called it's called the Flat Belly Breakthrough, am I correct? Yes, you are. I have. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think this might be a good time to, to talk about what made you want to write it and, and what went into it and how it can help the people that we're talking to today. What made me want to write it is that I had this humongous aha when I lost the weight and it was not hard. It was just focusing on the right food and the right type of exercise that didn't take me very long. I mean, it was huge for me. And it was like, I cannot believe the way that the science has come and how women don't know this. They don't know this. It's not their fault. They don't know it because we've been told low-fat, long cardio. You know, this is the only way to go. And, and that's why we all get stuck with these, you know, big thighs and big bellies because that, we're following the advice. It's out there. So I just felt like I had to write it. I had to tell people, and I have to start the the revolution uh, or, or join the revolution because I know you've already been in the revolution, but I have to join and let people know, no, that's not the way you do it. It's different. And I would love to hear some examples. I mean, we heard about the squash soup. And what really gets me excited mm-hmm. is your two teenage boys are, like, eating, you know, eating the squash soup. That completely rocks. I mean, what, what kind of other things that could people expect um, to, to find on, on this plan? So here's the one big, um, a very big tool that I used when, mm-hmm. you know, feeding two teenage boys, a husband, and these guys with big appetites, right? I mean, they're yeah. going to eat a lot. And, and I can't really satisfy those big appetites with, um, my protein and my heavy vegetables because they would say oh, where's I, more food. I totally agree. So I would, yeah, I would make the foods separate. You know, I might combine the vegetables and the protein component, but I'd always leave out the big potatoy, starchy, ricey, you know, all mm-hmm. those serious carbs on a side dish. Mm-hmm. And then they could have a mound of rice or pasta or whatever it is that they want and put all the other things on that I would be eating on top of it, and so they would be completely satisfied. I would be completely satisfied and losing weight, and we could all eat at the same table together. You know, it, it was a very family-friendly um, journey for me. Well, and this is, I think, what is really exciting because I do, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of women with families come at this new way of eating, and it is a new way of eating. If you don't, if you don't mind, I remember all the years, Maureen, that I would visit my mom, you know, after I became a woman with my own family, and I'd come home to visit, and there would be my mom with her little bowl of oatmeal with half a cup of skim milk and half a banana, and, mm-hmm. and, my heart breaks because she was she was doing everything they told her to do and it wasn't coming off and she was still hungry and so by the end of the day by three or four or five o'clock by dinner time you know it, it, she she was ravenous and who could blame her 
And right. I, I think that a lot of women are saying, well, wait a minute, if if I start eating, you know, you know, wild salmon and grass-fed meat and and vegetables, how am I going to get my family to come along with me, especially if your other family members don't have a weight problem? How are you right. going to convince them to come along? And it sounds to me like what you've discovered is some ways to to cook tasty, satisfying food and then just simply, you know, add the carbs on the side. If they want their potato or their rice or their pasta, why not? But but I think that one of the things that, that I'm hearing is that we as women, if if we're in that place where we want to release fat and we want to lose weight, we're going to be satisfied with the protein and the vegetables and the healthy fat and a little bit of fruit. And just because um, your husband or your son is eating rice pilaf or, or sweet potato or, or a big old potato, that doesn't mean you're going to go and eat his potato because you're going to be satisfied. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And actually, uh, bringing up the carbs, you know, I am an advocate of every week you go back up in the carbs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel about this, but um, I would on my weekend, I would have, you know, this is our family um, routine. On Friday night, we would have pizza and watch a movie. And that was my break. Every Friday night, we'd have a homemade pizza. I'd have one slice. I'd have my one glass of red wine. And then I would have a ton of vegetables. And I felt like, hey, I get to do what I want to do. I felt totally in control. And then it was the next day, all right, I'm back on it. It's all good. You know, and that would spike my leptin up. That would get my insulin back up, uh, insulin down, stay down. But it would get all the satisfying, um, you know, the hormones would be back into. We're not, we're not starving ourselves here. Everybody's Mm -hmm. happy, you know, and uh, and you burn your fat that way. You don't go into starvation mode. Right. Well, and I think you were saying my opinion on that. You know, it, it continues, you know, to grow as I get more experience, and I think that one of the keys is you're having that slice of pizza, but you're not having the darn pizza by itself. You're making right. the vegetables, and just because it's pizza night or just because it's that kind of refeed, it's, I guess we'd call it leptin night or whatever it is. Right, leptin night. Yeah, why don't we, I think we've coined that, Maureen. Let's call it leptin night <laughs> so it doesn't have to be a cheat <laughs> night. But what I am right. hearing I think the mistake that I have made, and I think that the, some of the people that I've worked with have made who want to have that, that, that leptin night or have that fun night, it, it, they, they, they have the pizza and the ice cream and the breadsticks instead of having mm. the pizza and then maybe a lot of vegetables with it. I mean, maybe that's the secret, Maureen. Hmm. Maybe that is. It's just moderation in the, the leptin boosting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. That's what works than, for me. <laughs> well, and I think that this is one of the places that I that I want to get to, and I suspect that you want to get to too in this kind of nutrition space and trying to find a way to eat into the 40s, 50s, and 60s and beyond. Is is basically we're all trying to find our way, and that that people like you and me and 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 our friends who are you know writing about recipes and new ways of eating, we're basically trying to find a new way of eating that's going to satisfy us and help us live in the modern world, you know, stay at the level of leanness that we want without going crazy. Right, right. And, and it really, I think, all circles around making sure, and, and this is kind of my mantra, a vegetable at every meal. Um, yeah. You cannot do, do that, go out and get the leptin fixed and not focus still on having some, you know, 
either it's a salad or I would always make a whole bunch of like a zucchini because I think zucchini goes with pizza, <laughs> I think. Oh. It's Italian. Um, yeah. But I would spice it up. I'd make a delicious size zucchini dish with tomatoes and all kinds of spices and onions and garlic. And I loved it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm being forced to eat salad while everyone else eats pizza. Yeah. It was a really good side dish. So I, I agree. You know, make yourself suffer. <laughs> this isn't about suffering. <laughs> it's all about enjoyment. <laughs> and enjoying well, and your I, body. You know, oh my you God. enjoy that you feel proud and you feel good and you feel lean and strong and sexy and all those wonderful things. Oh, yay. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think one of the things that 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 I that I think we would really like to impart to other women and men out there is that there's been this misconception that that healthy eating is a drag. Mm-hmm. And I that think that it's like cardboard. <laughs> yeah, and I think that what what you're discovering and and what your writing is about um, is about finding ways of not making it a drag but making it fun and delicious. Would I be right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? And I want to just point out one thing. I think, you know, for women our age, we have lived for decades, especially as mothers. Mm-hmm. We have lived for decades and decades on taking care of other people first. And <laughs> one of the biggest things to do before any of this will work is say, you know what? I am worth the extra effort. I am worth thinking about, you know, just as much as they are. And it's worth my time to make this delicious food for myself, for my body to thrive, for me to feel good about how I look and feel and, you know, my hormonal balance in these perimenopausal years, you have to value yourself just as much as everybody else. And I think that's the first hurdle for for us to get over as women, you know, that have been taking care of everyone. That you are worth the time that it takes to prepare that wonderful, healthy food. That's right. Yep, you are worth it. Now, Value yourself as much as everyone else. Now you've been you've been very specific about how one of your I, here's two tools that you've shared with us already today. Make more than you need, right? Make more than you need for one oh, meal. If you're going to get those pans out, make plenty, right? That's make correct. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then in the, the freezer. One, make so much you have to put it in the freezer. You know, if you're doing a main dish. And I think the the second one is this understanding that, you know, vegetables, you know, like our, our grandmother said, you know, the vegetable really is, is our friend. Um, uh-huh. And so these are just, you know, in this conversation we've had today, those are two really powerful tools. Make more you, more than you need and make friends with vegetables, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then I think. Go and find new vegetables even. Yeah. No? <laughs> like you said, you had the collards today, correct? And, I had the but collards But I think another. Today. I think another thing, that you, another important point that you're making is that, you know, hey, women, you're going to have to make the time for yourself if you want to make this work correctly. And I wanted to know, are, are there anything, uh, any other tools that you've discovered on your journey that, uh, that you want to share with us today? Well, you know what, I'll, I'll go back to that time thing because um, that was one of the things that I discovered in our modern age of electronics which is mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, it's horrible and makes us sit behind our desks all the time. But it's also yeah. wonderful in all the information and all the entertainment that's available to us. And, you know, whether you have a smartphone or you have a computer that you can hook up your earbuds to, I like to bring my information into the kitchen with me. 
So I'll either ah. watch a podcast or I'll listen to something or, you know, watch a YouTube. I will make some beneficial um, partner with me in the kitchen. I, I will like it. make it a wonderful experience to stay in the kitchen for an hour chopping my vegetables and cooking because I'm learning and doing something good for myself. I don't feel like, oh, I just have to get this over with and so I can go back and do what I need to get done. It's so portable now. It's, the world is available to us now. And, and you and I talked a little bit about podcasts and how wonderful we, uh, you know, the, the people are that are out there, that mm-hmm. people that can inspire us, mm-hmm. YouTube channels that have great information. You know, when you find things that work for you, go ahead and, and use those as your companions while you're in the kitchen taking care of your own health. You know, I, I just love that part of our electronic world. I have to say, amen, sister, I agree 100%. I I love to have something inspiring in my ear when it, when I'm when I'm in the kitchen chopping things or when I'm, you know, lo- loading the the washer or the dryer. It it really is a yeah. wonderful. And the funny thing about it is, you know, it isn't really multitasking because some of the things that we do in our li- daily lives, you know, we really can almost put them on all, autopilot. So you really can put some learning in your ear when you're when you're doing these things. So yeah, when you're watching with, bunches and bunches of chard, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, tra- you know, tearing those pieces of kale so you can make your kale chips and things like that. Or, right. uh, you know, or as I like to do, I just got the um, the vegetti, which is the, you, you, you do that makes spaghetti out of your zucchini with it. It's, I you can get it on Amazon. Too. That's so funny. I, oh, you know, it, I got it at a local guy. He calls it a messermeister. Oh well, see, it's the only thing go. that the chefs use around here. <laughs> now I have to, I have to warn you though. Don't let your finger get down in there while you're twisting the zucchini. <laughs> I have a cut on my finger, healing as we speak. So do I. <laughs> I we are first truly use of it yesterday, like a few days ago. Yeah. It's so oh funny. my gosh, we're, yeah, I, I swear agree. we're daughters of different mother. I've got, a, I've got a bandaid on my finger right now. <laughs> Oh, that's I, hilarious. Oh, Maureen, you know, it's so much fun. One of the things that I realize is that, um, man, you can have so much fun living a healthy lifestyle. You can. It's very creative. And you know what I really love is I go to the farmer's market every weekend. Mm-hmm. You can learn all kinds of things. You get new foods. You talk to the market, um, you know, the vendors who are the growers usually, unless they have someone on staff they can send out. Mm-hmm. But it's a great way to, first of all, you support your local farmer. It's as fresh as could possibly be. I mean, they've picked it that morning. Yeah. And usually it's organic for a very good price. Mm-hmm. And then you get all this variety. You say, what is this? <laughs> and, and they'll explain it to you, and they'll explain how you prepare it, and, and then you can try and be creative and expand your horizons, you know, get more interesting food going for your vegetables instead of the same old stuff that you've had for years and years. Well, I, I really feel like it's so wonderful to talk to you, Maureen, because it sounds like you're not missing out on anything. Just because you're spending some more time cooking. Well, one of the things, uh, going back to time, is that, you know, I, I used to be working out and training for like two hours a day, five days a week, and I've gotten all of that, so much of that time back, and now I can spend some of that time in the kitchen, which I really enjoy. Would you agree that you can you can take some of that extra workout time and put it in the kitchen instead? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that two hours is just so much overkill, and it, you know it'll beat up your body over the years mm-hmm. too. 
you're working that hard and pounding your joints. I don't know what you were doing for two hours, but um, usually over 50, it starts to get a little bit painful. I mean, well, in I, my experience. Yeah, I was, I'll tell you what I was doing. It's like I was, I was warming up with pounding cardio, and then I was going to, mm-hmm. like, the machines, right, Instead of, you know, lifting mm-hmm. the free weights, I was, you know, on the machines. And then I would literally mm-hmm. go back to the treadmill afterwards. Oh, yeah. So it was mm-hmm. pound, machine, pound some mm-hmm. more. And I, I think that this is one mm-hmm. of the things that, you know, we can we can walk away from. So Now, one of, one of the things that I did uh, want to ask you, because um, listening to what you've been saying about the squash soup and the vegetables and these these kinds of things, I do want to want to ask you in our conversation where can we find the program that you've written? What's it called and, and where where can we find it? Well, it's called Flat Belly Breakthrough, mm-hmm. and it's at flatbellybreakthrough.com. Mm-hmm. There are actually three components to this. You know, there's the uh, the food that we've been talking about. Yeah. I also have the exercise component you know, which is very short. I've made it so that women can spend literally 20 minutes three times a week. So that's one hour a week of the very focused exercise. And then I also have a third component, which is coaching tools. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, first of all, you need to sort of get your mind around this and get your attitude set. What am I doing this for? How important is this to me? What are my obstacles? You know, really think about sort of the lifestyle and the philosophy before you just dive head on into yet another, you know, attempt at a lifestyle change without maybe the backing of your commitment yet. Mm-hmm. So I do have the three components to that program, and that's flatbellybreakthrough.com. Well, I also, you know, I started a channel. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, and I was going to ask you about that. Go for it. Well, yeah, I just started a YouTube channel. It's called Flatbelly Fitness. And uh, wow. I think I just put up a week ago. So I'm just starting to put videos up. I'm going to share um, recipes. I'm going to share exercise. I'm going to share philosophy. You know, how do we as women over 40 change our lives in ways that are manageable so that we can thrive, we can still love doing everything that we're doing? You know, it's not about deprivation at all. It's all about making this life work for us and, and considering our our phase of life, considering you know, the hormones we're dealing with, mm-hmm. families that we may still have at home, you know, partners, the, the um, responsibilities with work, all that. You know, we're different from the 20-somethings. And, and I really want to address us, our generation, you know, our needs. Well, and I, I really, I have to, I have to agree with you. And of course, everybody uh, in the show notes here, I will definitely put a link to the Flat Belly Breakthrough. And I still a bit of a novice in putting links in and things like that. Bear with me, everyone. But I will figure out how to link you also to Maureen's uh, YouTube channel because correct me if I'm wrong, but that might be a good place at your YouTube channel if they see something on a video, if people have a question or something like that, they can just leave a question in a reply box there. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's a great place to interact. Yeah. So I encourage really, people really. to watch videos and, and comment and question and all. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um well I just this is really it's it's really been a wonderful con- conversation with you. I I think one of the one of the exciting things was to hear ah exciting, I don't know if that's the right word, but intriguing to hear about how your journey started when you were so young. 
and and how you found a solution then, which I think so many of us do, um, that that managed to make you well maybe skinny when you were a teenager or or leaner when you were a teenager, but that that doesn't necessarily serve us as we go on into our forties and fifties and sixties. Uh, and I think that what's exciting is that we are finding new science, new technologies, and new strategies that allow us to, to, to look and feel maybe not like a 20-year-old, but dang it, the way we want to. Heck of a lot younger than we used to, right? I mean, well, you I, start to I, feel yourself getting old and creaky at a young age. It's not good. No, no, it isn't. And I think that that what's wonderful, and I want to encourage the people listening to this, um, back in 2008 when I was uh, – what was I? Was I was I 44 then? Um, you know, I was starting to get to the point where Maureen, I could not do a, a single forward lunge on on one leg. Um, I mm. couldn't do a full body push up. I couldn't even do one. And you know, you and I are both certified turbulence trainers, so so we can do them now. But when I look back just to where I was in my mid 40s. And I look at where I am now at 50, and I'm sorry, I could kick that 44-year-old's butt. I don't know. How do you feel about how do you feel about your state of fitness right now? Oh, it's so much better. It's so exciting. I can even do pull-ups now. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. It's great. Yeah. I mean, wimpy little 53-year-old arms, right? You would think, oh, there's no possible way, but no. You can do this with your body weight. And and granted, I mean, since I did the home workout revolution with all body weight, I have added dumbbells. But I'm not going to a gym. I'm at home. I'm doing pull-ups where you learn how to do them with a pull-up bar at home, assisted first, and you build up. I mean, it's It's very simple. You don't have to have a gym membership. I live half an hour from the closest gym. I'm just not going to go there. No, and the, and the thing is, is that what's great is some of the new equipment. Uh, you know, you can bring it into your house, and and you really can find a equipment, a effective equipment that isn't, you know, something that you're going to hang your clothes on. It's something you're actually actually going to use. So right. I, I'm just curious, what what kind of equipment have you got in your home gym right now? What you got? Oh, so I have my pull up bar. Mm-hmm. I have what, it's like a TRX strap that I actually made myself. Um, so oh, it's not, you know, the trademark TRX, but um, it works. I do the body weight, you know, for the upper back and for the mm-hmm. I do all kinds of TRX type exercises with that. I have a ball, um, and then I have dumbbells and a jump rope. Oh, the jump rope. What could be better? What jump could be better? What we love to hate. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, one of the things about the jump rope is that you, if you just accept that it's going to take some time to get with it again, and if you don't beat yourself yeah. up about it, I think the jump rope can be a lot of fun. That's right. And honestly, I don't do the jump rope all that much because I don't have a great space for it. But mm-hmm. if I did dedicate, I'd probably get a lot better at it. I'm still kind of not very good at it. Well, and see, that's the thing is that you don't have to force yourself. If your favorite piece of equipment isn't the jump rope, you don't have to force yourself to use it. If your favorite piece of equipment isn't the pull-up bar, you know, you can use heavier dumbbells and do some rows instead. There are there are workarounds, and I think that that's what's exciting, mm-hmm. too. There isn't just you know mm-hmm. one way to you know right. to to lean out the uh, to lean out a woman or a guy. There's a lot of different right. ways to do it. Well, Maureen, yeah. and honestly, most really... people over fifty are, are not going to be doing pull-ups. I wouldn't right. expect it. I just wanted to do it for myself. <laughs> well, and I think uh, one of the... 
as we as we start to wrap up the Sugar Freedom Show for today, I really think that I want to encourage all of our listeners, you know, start where you are. You know, you don't have to be able to do the pull-up. You don't have to be able to do the push-up. You just have to get started. And I suspect that, that Flat Belly Breakthrough has got some things to get people started. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's all just uh, start from the very get-go, and these are the steps, one, two, three, that you can take. And they also explain a little bit about, you know, what the physiology is, why you're even doing what you're doing. So it's not just kind of follow someone else's um, direction, but understanding why. Oh, I got to tell you, I, a lot of the, the gals that I work, that work with, the guys that I work with, we do want to know why. And a lot of times that really helps because then you, you focus on that great form and, and safe training and, and really getting the job done. So, Maureen, we, I've got to have you back uh, after, probably uh, after, after about six weeks. So we'll come back and, you know, get this live and take some questions from people and, you know, talk some more about recipes and cooking and the exercises we love. I just have to say I am so glad that you were on the Sugar Freedom Show today, and it was really delightful talking to you today. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed myself, too. This is just a lot of fun. Thank you very really, much for having it, me. Thank you. And, you know, I just I want to say I want to shout out to uh, Craig Ballantyne, our mentor, and also to, uh, you know, some of the people who have inspired me, like Jimmy Moore and Sean Croxton, who have their podcast shows. I, this is so much fun, being able to talk to people in health and fitness and lifestyle and, uh, and and spread it around, and, and and you find somebody who's got your enthusiasm uh, at 53 and beyond. So this has been a lot of fun today, Maureen. So I'm going to go ahead and say bye-bye from the Sugar Freedom Show, and I hope that you will check Maureen out at flatbellybreakthrough.com, and we'll have more links in the show, show notes. So bye-bye to you, Maureen, and bye-bye, everybody, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>